We are the Kelly School. We are staffed by Kelly School staff. We work for the program and we are talking about our program and our culture genuinely because we live it. And I think that that's really the key here is like talk about yourselves as the program you are and own it. Your being genuine will completely set you apart. Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. As you know, our show's mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. So if this is your first time tuning in, I want to stop for a moment and recognize you and just say welcome to the Kelly family. This show exists for you. So if you are an organizational leader, Maybe you're wrestling with a uh, particular topic. Uh, you're you're trying to work through coaching issues. You're trying to work through talent issues. Maybe you're working just through uh, business issues, um, or you know you would like to get a hold of some of our faculty, just hear some of the research they're doing, or maybe you know someone that would make a great guest for our show. Send us an email to ROIPod. That's ROI. P-O-D at I-E-P-U-I dot E-D-U. Again, R-O-I-P-O-D, R-O-I-P-O-D at I-E-P-U-I dot E-D-U. Well, there's no question that talent is the name of the game. You know, we talk so much about culture of an organization. We talk so much about the business principles of an organization, which all are great. I think, you know, they all come together. You know, another big factor with an organization is talent, is the people. It's the people that are on your team, that are, uh, you know, in your groups. It's people who make the business what it is. And as everyone knows, we've been preaching uh, since the beginning of this show, an organization is only as good as the people who are part of that organization. So how do we get those people? How do we find the right people for our team? How do we even begin to find just people? Maybe we're not at the point where we can find the right people. We're just trying to find people because we just need talent. Well, that's going to be the focus of our conversation today. I am honored to be sitting down with the Director of Admissions for the IU Kelly Direct Online MBA and MS programs, Sarah Wanger. Sarah, welcome to the ROI podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. So one thing I want to share uh, you know, with our listeners is uh, congratulating you guys on having an amazing uh, recruitment. You know, you guys, from what I understand, what you were telling me, uh, that the recruiting efforts have been you know, hitting historical marks for you guys. So congratulations on that. But you know, we were talking before the show that it didn't come you know, without some fights. You know, it didn't come just, you, know, you decided one day, hey, this is what we're going to do. These are the people we're going to recruit. Okay, sweet. You know, there it is. You know, it took a lot of a lot of the work. So I want to start off, you know, before we really start diving into building a successful recruitment philosophy or recruitment plan, let's talk about things that organizations may have misconceptions about recruiting or things that maybe um, are just common mistakes that, you know, we think we have the best intentions, but they're just, they're not quite meeting the mark. Definitely. I'd love to jump in on this. And what I'm most excited to talk with you about today is this really interesting intersection between higher education recruitment of students and recruiting uh, really well-trained 
really high quality employees, because I think there's just such an interesting overlap around kind of the philosophy around how we might look at applicants for our online MBA and MS programs and how a hiring manager, how a director, how a manager might look at hiring new employees. So let's dig in then. So you're asking me like, what are the, what are basically what's been done wrong up until this point? And I'm going to sit with, well, I've worked in uh, graduate admissions for uh, 15 years now, and for a lot of that time, graduate admissions was, well, we recruit students the way we always have. We follow the same playbook we always have played by. And I think that that's probably the biggest pitfall is that when you're hiring new employees, you're following the same rules you always have. You're going by the HR playbook. You're not thinking through, uh, how do I bring in the best talent into my organization? The same way now that we are really mindful of how do we bring in the best, highest quality students into our program. And our program certainly has morphed. We were the the, uh, first on the MBA market in 99. And over the past 20 years plus now, uh, we have certainly grown and evolved into still uh, one of the top ranked uh, online MBAs in the nation. And our uh, applicant pool has grown as well. So we have uh, a ton more applicants now than we ever have. Certainly, there's been a little spike due to COVID and increased interest in online programs. Uh, But we just also have more applicants looking to come back and get their online MBA. So how do we kind of break that down into what's the best fit for Kelly Direct? What's the best fit for the Kelly School? Uh, And we've, over the past two years that I've been with the program, we've had to rethink pretty much everything. We are rewriting the playbook about how we recruit applicants. So instead of doing things the way we've always done them, we are starting from scratch. We are just building uh, from the ground up. And that's a great place because I want to get back before we get into the, you know, nitty gritties of not just finding talent, but like you said, finding people with the values that align with ours, like being able to tell people, some people know, you know, being at that place, you know, but before we get to there, I mean, there's some organizations, maybe your people that work in um, recruiting agencies, maybe they work in other higher education uh, facilities or whatever it may be that involves, you know, finding and connecting with people. That is sometimes the challenge just out the gate is how do you even find people? Where do you even begin to look? I mean, and I think this is a great example, especially when you're having to, you know, just follow what's always been done. It's no different than having nothing before and starting from scratch because you're, that's basically what you're having to do. So where do people begin? Where do, does the recruiting process begin on where do we even start finding people like does does the value start first or do we just go after whoever's there i think that is the uh the key question here is that when i came into kelly direct i i came in with fresh eyes i was new to this program two years ago i i took over the director of admissions role and was able to bring in a fresh perspective of wow we might want to think about our website we might need to rethink our entire communications plan. We might want to even reposition our portfolio. So coming into it, it was that, wow, we can't even go after who we 
think we want in the program because we almost need to reevaluate who we are and how we come off, right? So we were starting with everything relating to internal communication strategies. Re our entire website, we've been revamping it through over the past two years, um, looking at kind of how are we approaching students? Because again, you can't go after who you think you want if you don't know who you are, right? So we had to establish, here's who we are. We had to reestablish our value proposition in the market. We had to reestablish who we wanted in our program. What are the types of applicants we're going after? And so we had to do a lot of internal work over the past two years before uh, we could even really think about externally actively recruiting. And then the second piece to that is there are eyes on you all the time, right? There are eyes on your website. There are eyes on your communications. There are eyes on your employees and how they interact with folks all the time. You are under a microscope and most of the time you're unaware of it, right? It's your stealth traffic to your website. Um, it's those who are, you know, just any of the relationships that, that your customers have with your recruiters. All of those touch points need to be uh, thought of because you, you you don't even realize that they're happening, but there is this brand perception happening, uh, whether you like it or not. And it's kind of uncontrolled unless you, again, get a handle on your own narrative and start rewriting it. What does your website presence need to be? What does your portfolio need to be? What are your value propositions? And once you've gotten uh, in touch with that, then you'll kind of know who you want to go after. Also, Kelly Direct is, is to the point in the market where, again, we're a market leader. So most of the time our applicants are coming to us. We don't necessarily have to externally recruit, but that doesn't mean that we don't have to work really hard at recruiting. Because again, the recruiting that we're doing is all of that, the stealth pieces. We have to make sure our presence is there because most of the time we have all this traffic coming to us and it's got to be the highest quality or we're going to lose quality leads before we've ever had the chance to talk to them. You know, and I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the fact of how it starts with you. It starts with the organization internally. Who are we before we can start bringing in, you know, people that align with that? Because something we preach um, on the podcast, and it's one of our uh, philosophies, is that an organizational leader that wants, you know, to change their organization, or in this case, wants to grow and find people, they themselves first must embody the values they want to see change or in this case, recruit, and then lead by that example. So then they can say, okay, here's where we're going, and I'm going to show you how. So I'm really glad you brought that up. You know, another interesting point uh, that you said was uh, you get to this place where people are coming in, you know, the touch points of the website. What happens, you know, when when it's missed? I mean, because there are opportunities where it's, it could be a low-hanging fruit for recruitment where you get people that... Uh, jump onto the contact us, but you have a broken link that doesn't go anywhere. You know, you have uh, people that are trying to engage, but there's no clear engagement. You know, talk about the importance of kind of letting no person left behind, like as in, uh, you know, there's no, like every single person that, that touches or interacts with you or your brand in some way, you know, that is potential. I appreciate that you brought this up because this is probably the thing I am most excited about with the changes we've made. Um, our approach originally had been pretty much you walk through one door and one door only. And if you get to this door, you get all the bells and whistles. And if you don't find that door, you are lost in the shuffle. 
And so we've had to look at this kind of multi-tiered approach. What are we providing via website webinar content, recorded webinars, live webinars? What information are we providing during our email journeys out and at which stages? So if they're just a high level prospect to our programs, as compared to if they're an applicant, as compared to once they're uh, making their admissions decision, we've offered them. Uh, so we have gone through and meticulously gone through every potential doorway that they could walk through to get to Kelly Direct how we want to approach them and which particular value props we're selling at each stage. And I know that this sounds like really um, admissions centric language, but I really feel that that these, these exact principles can and should be used when thinking about hiring staff. Um, because your potential candidates for jobs, oftentimes they'll come to just your job website but they're also looking at your main website. They're looking at all of your pages. Do you have content via webinars? Do you have blog posts? Do you have social that can hit that market as well? So it might be hitting your customer base, but is it also hitting your potential job candidates? And are you speaking kind of both languages there, right? The, the way that you describe your value props might be a little different for a potential employee than it might be for your customer. So finding, again, different avenues to get to potential employees. And it can be that most of your blogs are written around your customer base, but every once in a while you pop in one that what's it like to work at our organization, right? So we might be doing um, right now on our own blogs, we will do faculty blogs, we'll do, do student blogs. Every once in a while we might pop something in that's a little bit different, just a different perspective so that they're not always hearing kind of the, the same pieces. Um, and, and again, it goes with your communication strategy. Even if you're doing a lot of like email communications, looking at every one of those email touch points is an opportunity to reconnect with someone with your organization. So we've embedded a ton of different email journeys into kind of our, uh, our applicant funnel for every tailored, for every funnel stage. And you can think about that. Um, let's think about, so an applicant funnel. So in higher education, we would be referring to it as a student funnel, an applicant funnel, um, where you start at kind of that high level inquiry or prospect in the program, then they convert into, okay, now they're ready to fill out that program application. Then we convert them down to an interviewee for the program. Uh, then, you know, hopefully they're gonna convert into someone that we're making an admissions decision on and then ultimately matriculating down to be a student. Well, of course, there's a hiring kind of cycle as well, right? There's a very similar hiring funnel. Have you looked through every funnel stage, right? We we sat with every funnel stage, everywhere from prospect down to admitted student. What have we done to touch point every area and multiple touch points in every area? And I certainly know that I've hired a lot of people throughout my career now, I have never sat down and thought about my hiring funnel. Really broken by stage, what communications am I doing at every point? But it's something that I think is really key if we're going to be doing it right, right? In order for hiring to evolve the way that graduate admissions has had to evolve and, and kind of, you know, you're Amazoning yourself, you're making it more personalized, you're making it specialized, you're making your customer and or your your applicant for your job and or your applicant for your program, you are trying to tailor it as much as possible to their experience. Well, if we're going to do that, you have to do the work of 
examining your your entire hiring funnel. Have you taken the time to do that? It is so true because many organizations out there, I mean, just in my own personal experience of being in the job hunt and job market, you know, there are a million avenues to find a job now, especially when you have things like LinkedIn, you have Glassdoor, you have, you know, ZipRecruiter, all these now pop up, you know, uh, places that link you to a job. You have the website, the traditional way, and you have all these other facets, but we almost bring the the old mentality of kind of the same mentality that, you know, you sit down with a Sunday paper and start circling help wanted ads and you make phone calls. It's kind of been like that for a majority of companies. Now, I will say, I have seen kind of to your point, there there's the ones that are finding the best talent because we always hear about this talent shortage are the ones that making it excited, like making you want to be there. So much of hiring though now, uh, we're hamstrung, right? It's entirely under the umbrella of HR and we got to, oh, that position description. Nope. You can't rewrite it. That's got to be HR to write that position description. So where can you color outside the lines. Mm-hmm. Where can you, can you use your blog to talk about an upcoming position that you're looking to hire for without using that HR required language, talk about it in the fun terms of what this position could be and the vision you have for the position. Find other ways to post without technically posting, right? And then direct them back to your actual HR posting. I know that we are so hamstrung these days by some of the you know, natural confinements of just the organizational culture, but you still can find opportunities to, to think outside the box and kind of color outside the line. So where can you do that? One thing I want to ask you is, you know, obviously there's there's never a spot where you just stop recruiting and just applicants come into you. I mean, even being a part of a top tier business school, you know, the Kelly School of Business is, you know, nationally ranked. They There's never a point that we just as a school stop recruiting because we get all these people knowing our brand and, and coming in never happens. But there is an interesting point where, um, you know, the, the workload tends to shift or there's a, there's a, a spot where not only are you just looking just for people, once that next step is, okay, we have enough people, how do we start now getting to the people with the values? Like, how do we start filtering through the value? So where kind of, let's explore where that point or shift happens for, for organizational leaders to begin to understand look, we can make the shift a bit, you know, we can slow down a little bit, maybe on just going after people, but we can focus on on the quality. Where does that tend to happen? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic point. So um, earlier when I had said, of course, we're, we're not necessarily actively externally recruiting, that does definitely doesn't mean that we're resting on our laurels, right? I mean, we are always rethinking our entire applicant funnel, our entire prospect funnel. Um, again, what's the information? What's the, uh, the the information that we need to to provide them? What's the experience that they that we want them to have with us? Um, and then, what do we need to know from them in order to qualify them as the correct fit for our program? So, I think that gets to where you're saying that, yes, there's going to be a point where we flip flop from there's a ton of people coming at us, and now how do we truly qualify? How do we pare down and pull out really that the the best gem? You know, the the either the person that's right for our position or the applicant that's right for Kelly Direct Programs. Um, so. I don't know exactly how um, 
how well-known kind of graduate school speak is. So we talk a lot about holistic admissions in higher education. So looking at a whole applicant, not just looking at a test score, not just looking at a GPA, looking at the interview and kind of the, the personality that comes out in the interview, looking at their writing samples, looking, of course, at their resume and their career progression, uh, kind of all of the components that go into an applicant to one of our programs. I think it's a key component of the hiring process that in some places is missing. I think oftentimes a hiring process comes down to you quickly vet a resume, you might have a phone interview, and, and you really give just a couple brief touch points with those applicants. Well, we have moved to this really more holistic model that we're, we're looking at we're not only providing the applicants a lot of touch points with us, but we want to have a lot of touch points with the applicants. And, and when I say touch points, it's not necessarily just the interview that they have with us. It's also, of course, all of those application materials that we have them submit for a reason of being able to do a better job at holistic recruiting, right? Looking at a full person and not just a test score that comes in, right? Especially for uh, online MBA programs where I was looking for that GMAT or GRE uh, to be strong, but we want to look beyond that, right? We want to make sure we get a feel for the person, their leadership progression, their career advancement thus far uh, in the workforce, and kind of all the components that go into things like writing sample and whatnot. So I think that there's an opportunity to kind of borrow from higher ed admissions in the corporate world to kind of take your process and say, what's missing here? How could we be gathering a little bit more information from our applicants uh, earlier in our process or throughout our process? So again, that's where you're looking at your hiring funnel, examining every stage. What's your communication strategy? What's you, what do you want your experience of your applicants to be like? What information do you need them to get about your company to make a really good decision about do they want to work for you and would they be a good fit for you? And then also, what do you need from them? And making it a little more holistic, maybe you're not just saying submit a resume. Maybe it's, oh, if you require you know, a little bit more than that, not just resume and cover letter, but we're, we're going to try to do a little more uh, touch points here, particularly for some of those really high quality uh, prospects or candidates for your roles. I think you'll have a better opportunity to hire the the person that is truly the best fit for your roles. And there's a great point to be made that at the same time, we I think we get it wrong at times as organizations when we're looking through recruiting talent where we think that we are here for them. Like they come to us and that, that, that it's like a one-way communication channel. Hey, can I follow up? Hey, what's going on with my application? Hey, what, you know, I haven't heard back in anything in a while, but I think you brought up a great point. Like a lot of these people are also interviewing organizations, you know, so because of how, how little talent, especially in some fields, like, you know, the tech fields and coding and, and some various, very high demand fields, they are have they may have another job offer they may have another have two other interviews so in the same time it's it's a two-way communication i think that's a really important thing that a lot of organizations may forget that oh yeah i need to talk to them the check in with them in that holistic way exactly i think that that's a, the whole i you just you brought up the crux of what i want to get across is that this is a mutual mutually beneficial relationship. So the more you're able to have a conversation, a dialogue during an interview, 
be, the more you're able to get to know them as a person and not just fire off questions at them and have them kind of answer and, and then you move right on to the next, it's let them get to know you as well. And that comes again from let them get to know you on your website. Let them get to know you by the email communications that you send to them throughout the process. I certainly would have a whole different idea of an organization I was applying to if they sent me more touch points throughout my application process through emails or a quick phone call or maybe an opportunity to speak with an employee at the organization, right? What are some touch points? Maybe a webinar that I could watch about their organizational culture. I would feel so much better about working for that employer than basically the only touch point I get is they invite me to do the interview. I answer their questions and, you know, have a nice day. Right. So how, how can you make this truly a relationship the way that we're attempting to with graduate admissions by doing an interview where we get to know them a little bit and then having all these other pieces of an application process that give us, again, a more well-rounded picture of who they are and how they're going to perform in our program. And it even helps when you do, let's say, for instance, you don't get that position. You know, you went through that. You had all these touch points. You got to meet some really great people. Either A, I mean, of course, no, like it's, it's bad to hear you didn't get it, but it's almost kind of a, oh, wow, okay, like I, I feel okay though, you know, because you, you almost can kind of see if you're going to fit along that journey. You know, if you're, if you're dealing, if you're talking with a lot of the um, organizational leaders, if you're talking with staff and you start to get a gauge of the culture, even before, you know, you get to that yes or no decision, you're almost kind of in the back of your mind saying like, I really want to be here. Um, or, uh, you know what, I, I can kind of actually see why this this may not have worked for me. I, I, I need to self-reflect and maybe there's things I need to do better. Maybe there's things I need to improve upon. So maybe next time, oh, I'm hungry. Like I really want to make sure I, I don't miss the mark next time. Exactly. I think that you have an opportunity to leave more of a lasting impression, just like we want to do uh, with our you know, applicants on our websites. We want to do the exact same thing with our candidates for, our, for jobs. Another thing that I wanted to bring up that I think is really kind of a, a critical piece here is we there's a lot on uh, kind of corporate recruiting websites around tracking kind of KPIs around hiring. And I completely agree with this, um, that oftentimes we jump into a hiring process and we just kind of like, oh, we need to post it and hire somebody and great, it's done. We got them in the door and now we don't have to think about it again. And we kind of leave the KPI tracking to HR staff, right? How many applicants we got? Great. HR can care about that, right? What was the time to hire? HR can, you know, what was the source of the hire? HR can think about that. No, you need to be thinking about that, right? Like I wouldn't have been able to change my program's communication, my program's website, if I hadn't done data gathering, right? We have staff who are specifically pulling up analytics on website visits and, and our open rates on our emails. And right, we're always doing this kind of how are we using analytics to make our processes better? Well, hiring analytics are the same way. And I think Sometimes when hiring is done just through HR or maybe tangentially kind of with HR, we're not always stepping back after the hire and digging deeply into what worked, what didn't, what do we actually need to know in order to do better for the next hire, right? It's just more so like, that one's done. Great. 
<laughs> got this great person. It's done. And I won't have to hire for a while. And instead it needs to be, because I'm always recruiting students, right? My cycles are just one right after the other. It, for me, it's not like, oh, great. Got that applicant in. Won't have to worry about it for a while. It's no, I'm right on to the next applicant. Who's the next best fit? Who's the next best fit? So we're always trying to pull data and helping us do what we do better. And often I think that that's a missed opportunity for corporate kind of recruiting is that what's, what's next? What do, what do we need to figure out? What data can help us figure out what's next? Well, and, and it strikes a very interesting point because one, there are things that are usually true. I mean, when, when the economy is great, I mean, you're always planning for growth. So even if you don't have a position now, you're either a, someone's going to leave at some point, you know, couple months, couple years. So you're going to have to go through it or B, your organization isn't going to stay that size forever. I mean, and if it does, you know, that's probably, there's probably more under the surface that need to be addressed, but every organization is, has the intention of growing. So if you have it and you're constantly thinking about it, you're not playing catch up. You're not trying to get the dust off of your recruiting plan. You know, you're living it, it's ready. And so as soon as something opens up, boom, you're out the gate and you're not having to start from scratch. I think it's really, really thing to keep in mind that you know, our companies are going to grow even if their position's not there yet. Exactly. I think another opportunity area that is often overlooked is your own workforce. Have you kind of prepped your own workforce for looking for the next best thing, right? Are you really creating a culture where your star employees would feel fantastic saying to their best friend, you really got to get here, right? We need your talent. You're phenomenal. I know, I know that you would do well here. And interestingly enough, I ended up coming to Kelly because my best friend in the world happens to also work at Kelly. And she was here in Indiana. I was back home in Minnesota, 18 years in Minnesota. And she sent me this job and said, you know what? I think you'd be fantastic. It's not in my area, but I've heard great things about it take a look. If I, I, I've had this amazing opportunity here now and love, love, love the position. If she hadn't sent it my way, it would never have been on my radar, right? I was in Minnesota, not thinking in a million years, I would move to Indiana, <laughs> right? And now that I'm here, I love it, but it certainly wasn't on my radar. So how are you prepping your current organizational helping you recruit? right? It, you're, you should have like an always recruiting mentality, uh, just like we have our kind of always admitting mentality, you know, figuring out who's our next best admit into the Kelly Direct programs, thinking through how do you want your employees to be talking about your organization and especially your star, your stellar employees, how are they recruiting through their own networks? I want to wrap up with this question because we're running out of time and it's really unfortunate because this is a great topic and you're giving such great information that I really appreciate. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to leave it here is being part of a major business school. I mean, Kelly school of business is a major, uh, business school. I didn't say the it's a, because there are many other business schools that are also competing for talent in the same way. There are also organizations that are trying to find the same talent you're trying to find. So I want to know from you, what's your recruitment philosophy when it comes to setting yourself and your organization apart from other organizations that are also trying to get the same talent you know what how do you approach that to make sure uh you know that you're you are staying competitive but at the same time you know really going after uh, 
the right people for your organization? That's a great question. I think it, for me, it comes down to self-awareness. And, and I think that that brings the conversation full circle to how we started is looking at the way you've always done things. Is that the way we should do it? Always looking at what are we about? What do we stand for? Who are we? How are we projecting that? And, and then figuring out who that is and holding true to it. Because if we get this question all the time, why, why Kelly Direct? Why your MBA? Why, why not any of your competitors, right? What sets you apart? And we can answer that really. I mean, we're very, uh, we understand who we are. We're very uh, confident in our messaging, in our value proposition as a business school and as a, one of the number one online MBAs in the nation. We know who we are and we can talk about that in really strong terms of like, when you come to Kelly Direct, this will be your experience. And that doesn't mean that we're perfect. It also means that we can talk about, and here's what we maybe haven't done so great in the past that we're aware of and we're working on, right? You don't want to paint sunshine and rainbows to your applicants because you're not all sunshine and rainbows. Here's what you're committed to though. And if you can say, as an organization, here are the key value props that we are committed to, that we will provide you know, stellar graduate career services. We will provide you with amazing Kelly School faculty. We will give you an opportunity to participate in our student leadership associations and network with your peers. So we know that that's what we're telling our students. And we are, we're not just selling it. That is what we truly believe we are. You want to be able to do the same thing with your applicants. Here's our organizational culture. Here's who we are as a business. This is what we commit to. Here's what maybe we're not doing so great at that we're aware of and we're trying to fix, right? As long as you can do that, I think the being that genuine with your market sets you apart because most of the market is sound bites. Most of the market is someone being paid to sell you on something that normally doesn't even work for that organization, they work for a headhunter or they're in HR and not even part of your department, or they're part of a for-profit organization that sells online education programs. <laughs> no, we are the Kelly School. We are staffed by Kelly School staff. We work for the program and we are talking about our program and our culture genuinely because we live it. And I think that that's really the key here is like talk about yourselves as the program you are and own it. And that's what's your, your, your being genuine will completely set you apart. Again, Sarah Wanger, Director of Admissions for the IU Kelly Direct Online MBA and MS programs. Sarah, thank you so much for spending time with us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This was really fun and I uh, hope to do it again sometime. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.